0: Legends and Spirits is proud of our continued partnership with Ashes to Ashes Coffee. This season, for all of those who don't wish to make merry themselves nor idle people, try Ashes to Ashes Bah Humbug Blend. A biting bitter blend with notes of undigested beef, blots of mustard, and crumbs of cheese. And a finish with just a fragment of underdone potato. Ashes to Ashes Bah Humbug Blend for those who wish to be left alone this holiday season.
1: Tonight on Legends and Spirits, we're continuing our holiday spirits with the story of a certain magical someone who flies all over the world and one very special night, sliding down chimneys to give treats to all the good girls and boys. Do we mean Santa? Which, please? <laughs> I think we used that in a Halloween <laughs>
0: episode a while back. It's all right; it still it still works. And for our macabre Mixology, we're updating one of our favorite bubbly concoctions, inspired by one of the most beloved carols, sure to make your spirits bright. Welcome,
1: Welcome to, to holiday, holiday spirits. spirits.
0: Welcome to Holiday Spirits Part 2. I'm Sarah Wingo.
1: And I'm her jingle bow, Derek Wingo. <laughs> I'm, I'm just batting a thousand on the puns.
0: <laughs> While we mentioned it in our last Holiday Spirits episode, we've covered many holiday legends, traditions, and fo- folklore in our previous seasonal series. Holiday spirits and Yuletide tales, and we encourage you to scroll back and give those a download and a listen, much like your favorite Christmas movies you'll watch over and over I just again over and over
1: again. Y- you, you know, yeah. you,
0: you might make it a holiday tradition for you. <laughs>
1: yeah, please do. And they are packed with all kinds of uh, holiday stories, folklore, and cheer. Some great recipes to expand your uh, holiday mixology repertoire, if you will.
0: Oh. I I love that repertoire. That, well, yeah. <laughs> we will skip the usual opening announcement so we can get right into the seasonal celebrations. So, broom stick around because <laughs> as we like to say here all year long, the stories are legend.
1: The spirits are real. So we are going to dive right into our Very Merry macabre Mixology Holiday Spirits Edition. Uh, We actually love this one. Was it last year or the year before that we did? We love this one so much that we're doing a little encore.
0: This one is great for Christmas as it is based on one of the most beloved carols, The 12 Days of Christmas. Specifically, the money verse... On the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a partridge in a pear tree. Yes. But we're putting a little macabre mixology twist on it and calling ours a Prosecco in a pear tree.
1: (laughs) It's very good. We were inspired to make this one just because it's a great cocktail uh, for the holiday season. Uh, But our dear Aunt Patty sent us some absolutely delicious pears for the holidays and they make such a lovely garnish for this, and the drink just looks so festive. It's perfect for Christmas and New Year's Eve, actually.
0: And uh, also, we had a realization, Derek and I, this holiday season, as we have received <laughs> some boxes of Pitman and Davis fruit, and we're waiting for Elated. it and so excited. <laughs> and we popped open. I think the first one that arrived was grapefruit, and we were like, "Yeah, yeah. grapefruits!" <laughs> and then we both had a moment. Where we're like, "Oh, are we?" old now
1: <laughs> is that the age right <laughs> like,
0: now fruit is the most exciting basket. thing yes <laughs> and that's fine i embrace I'll it say, i
1: embrace it too i embrace hey we're and still
0: those pears from aunt patty are amazing are, and they're so good i'm very excited for this cocktail
1: yeah we actually made a good pear salad with them last oh night yeah too, we did so, so good <laughs> <laughs> so yes we are getting old <laughs> oh my god um
0: well, we have actually updated our recipe slightly this year, and we'll be using a pear liqueur in place of pear vodka. So we're classing it up Just, a little no bit. No big
1: deal. Just getting really classy this time it's around. It's also because
0: the liquor store didn't have pear vodka. So.
1: It was That was the actual main reason. <laughs> He's like, you use a pear liqueur like an adult. I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess I could do that, too.
0: Yeah, I guess. Um, <laughs> <He's> actually, like, <laughs> you know what? I would love to try if we're going to do this one again next year is to infuse our own vodka with beer. Oh, man. Be pretty Watch awesome. out. So let's just add that to the list for next year. Um, well, last year's episode, we also gave you two recipes for this one. One being a Prosecco or champagne cocktail like we're doing today and the other a martini version. So if you just want to really dive into the whole family tree of this cocktail and ramp up your festivities, you can check that recipe out. This one can be served in either a champagne flute or Or a coupe. And And I like both.
1: I do, too. We kind of go back and forth. What are we doing today, love?
0: Oh, I would like a flute. Yes. Uh, Because I'm feeling flouncy. I don't know, fancy. (laughs) Um, All right. Well, in a shaker, you can add one ounce of vodka, half ounce of pear liqueur, A half ounce of St. Germain, or to taste, and I would say a squeeze of maybe half a lime or lemon. You can do either one, both work. I really like lime with St. Germain because it's kind of tropically, that's my personal preference. Well, you're gonna shake all of that up and pour it into your flute or glass. And the reason we're shaking these ingredients up is because if you just add them at room temperature, they're gonna make your cocktail a little warmer. We like a nice frosty cocktail. So this way it's nice and cold. And if you like it extra cold, you could also chill your glass before filling it. After that, you're going to top the rest of the glass off with Prosecco or champagne, will work just as well. And then you'll garnish with a big old slice of pear, maybe a cranberry cool, yeah. or two. I've been garnishing left, right, and center with rosemary I and know. thyme it lately. Kinda,
1: I feel like it kind of works. Uh, for, Ooh, you know what else would for be good? Prosecco and a pear tree because yeah. it's like the tree part portion. Yeah, it gives a
0: little greenery. Yes. Also, basil would be really nice with this, which oh. we haven't tried, but I feel like if you kind of curved a basil leaf and stuck it down yeah. the side of the glass, that, that would kind of pick up the, I
1: agree. I think it. Would, all of those the work. Notes. I like the, the rosemary because it looks like a little Christmas yeah, tree it's, sticking in there. it smells
0: like a Christmas it's a tree too. It does. It's nice. So if you like rosemary, go for it. But there you have it. The Prosecco and a pear tree. Sing it. A Prosecco in a pear tree.
1: (laughs) I like when you sing it every time you present
0: it. We sing a lot. (laughs) (laughs) And not well, but like a lot. Well, you
1: can sing. (laughs) You sing very nice. (laughs) I don't sing is the thing.
0: All right. Well, let's give it a try. All
1: right. Cheers.
0: Cheers. Oh, the hardest part about this one is taking small sips. Yeah,
1: yeah. Because you just want to slam oh, it. Oh, there's back. my first sip. Pretty much polished it up. Right, off. it's so good. These are so easy to drink. I like the. Um, gotta say, I like the pear liqueur. I do too. The flavors a little more, a little more real than the flavoring. It's a little in richer, a actually. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: I like it. Well, as far as an exercise spirit, there are various uh, zero-proof sparkling wines that I actually love in cocktails. Um, and there are also some sparkling ciders you can get. Or just your favorite seltzer and you can get a little elderflower water or uh, you could also do anything that's an elderflower flavoring will be nice mixed with that. Our best and favorite suggestion, which we do a lot when we're in the mood for a and mocktail is the fever tree elderflower tonic God, and
1: they have more new flavors have come out yeah. there's a pink fever tree fruit. yeah just the, that's
0: it's some good stuff the jamboni well it's delicious and light and you can add that to a seltzer or soda and a flute or martini glass add your garnish and it's super nice and refreshing and of course you could also use a pear puree or um like a pear nectar yep if you like
1: Gerber baby food is another it's choice. True. If another. you got that, it's
0: pretty much the same thing <laughs> and still serving a, a champagne flute or coupe and garnish the same way. And enjoy not a headache the next day, because <laughs> these will that, yeah. <laughs> make you feel like you got punched in the face if you drink more than two. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and uh, we definitely usually polish off a bottle because, you know, we don't want our Prosecco to spoil.
0: Great, but so, it will uh, make your blinks hurt.
1: <laughs> here's, to, here's to tomorrow. <laughs> well, uh, while we sip away and maybe make another uh, Prosecco in a pear tree, let's take a quick break to hear from one of our holiday sponsors.
0: Derek, Yeah. as you know, broom maintenance can get so pricey this time of year, especially if you have to travel around the world in one night delivering gifts or coal to all the good and bad girls or boys.
1: Boy, don't we know it. Well, that's why we go to Broomhilda's Broom Lube. It offers full-service broom lube and tune-ups while you wait, and all without even making an appointment.
0: And they don't just lube your broom. They offer a 12-point diagnostic of your broom where they change all the filters and fluids, they realign shocks and strengthens. And replace straws or synthetic tips. And for newer modeled brooms, they can even replace catalytic converters.
1: So, this holiday season, fly on into Broomhilda's Broom Lube, now offering gift cards. Uh, we are. So lucky to have uh, quite a variety of backgrounds that make up our cumulative heritage, uh, both sides of our family. Uh, And in today's episode, we're celebrating the motherland, Italia. Babe, we could have just done a straight shot of grappa or centabra if you...
0: could, but we wanted to enjoy what we were drinking. (laughs) (laughs) You do not want one of
1: those? Also, (laughs) to
0: to be clear, I am an... I'm not Italian even a little bit. I did the ancestry <laughs> test. I was very disappointed. Yes. So uh, maybe it tastes better if, you're, if yes, you've got so that yeah. in your DNA. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> well, in Italian folklore, uh, La Baffana is an old woman or witch who delivers gifts to children throughout Italy on the eve of the Epiphany, which is uh, January 5th, in a similar way to the big man himself, St. Nick, or Santa Claus, in fact most places uh still celebrate both they'll do you know christmas with santa claus or saint nick or some iteration uh and then a couple weeks later they will celebrate la bifana a popular belief is that her name uh derives from the feast of the epiphany in italian to be festa del epifana and it you know evolved over time to la bifana is what i'm I think how they connected the dots on that one. Makes sense. Uh, mm -hmm. As folklore goes, La Bafana visits all the children of Italy on the eve of the Feast of uh, of the Epiphany to fill the socks of the good children with candy, presents, and of course... The bad children with lumps of coal, sticks, garlic, or dark, gross candy.
0: Or maybe they, yeah, they just unwrap the candy and put it in dirty socks.
1: Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> um, as La Bufana is well known for being an immaculate housekeeper, uh, many say that she will sweep the floor before she leaves. Well, Aww. that's great. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> Clint tidies up a bit for you. That'd be fantastic. Uh, to some, the sweeping may also represent the sweeping away of problems, worries, or woes from the past year. Uh, the children's, uh, the child's family typically leaves a small glass of wine and a plate of a few morsels of food, often uh, some regional favorites for La Bufana. I love that. That's uh, way better than a glass of like whole milk.
0: That also seems like yeah, a Poor glass Santa. of wine and a little snack to have someone. You sweep. think Santa wouldn't want a little
1: a little snort? You know,
0: probably. But like she sweeps your house and looks out for you. That's your true. Kids. She
1: really earns it.
0: She sounds like a like a. She's great. Yeah, that's a good.
1: That's a good a good, good, good person, deal there. Yeah. Uh, she is usually portrayed as being a witch or hag with scraggly hair, big witch's nose, adorned with a big mole, often. Uh, she's usually wearing a black shawl or some form of shawl while, of course, riding on a broomstick through the air. However, she actually is depicted as being a good witch. Well, f- at least a fair witch. Good to the good children, obviously, uh, is a little tough on the bad ones. She is often uh, covered in soot because she enters the children's houses through the chimney. Uh, her and St. Nick kind have of a lot in uh, common. Yeah, they do. Uh, she is often smiling and carries a bag or basket filled with treats, candy, gifts and so on for the good children.
0: As the Christian take on the Labafana legend goes, the three wise men were following the star on their way to the birth of Jesus. They asked Labafana for directions to where the son of God was, but she did not know. She offered them shelter for the night as she was considered to be the best housekeeper in the village with the most pleasant home. The Magi invited her to join them on the journey to find the baby Jesus, but she declined, stating she was too busy with her housework. <laughs> <laughs> Later, La Bifana had a change of heart and tried to seek out the wise men to join them in their quest to find the baby Jesus. Sadly, she was not able to find them, and the clouds covered the star. I
1: feel like I missed some good concerts that way. In college. Because the cloud was
0: covering the star?
1: uh, No, more. I'd have people, I'd be like, "Ah, I don't want to do that. And then...
0: Yeah, I got to clean my house.
1: Yeah, I got to clean. That kind of sounds like a... Maybe not college. Yeah, that sounds
0: like an excuse of people that like to get grapefruits for (laughs) all the day gifts.
1: Sounds like such a hassle. I just want a
0: clean house. I just
1: want to stay home.
0: (laughs) Well, so... Because the clouds covered the star, she was not able to find the birthplace of Jesus. So to this day, La Bifana is searching and searching for the newborn king to offer him gifts, and that is why she visits the homes of children. Popular tradition tells that if La Bifana sees that someone has seen her, they will receive a playful thump on the shoulder from her broomstick, as she <laughs> doesn't wish to be seen. She likes to remain anonymous. Of course, this part of the tradition is adapted to keep children in their beds... And also is lending itself to Krampus territory. Yeah,
1: we're kind of leaning
0: in that. Uh, uh, interesting. I love how it's all crisscross. Yeah, yeah. It's just great. Another interpretation of the legend of Labafana actually starts at the time of the birth of Jesus. In this telling, Labafana spent her days cleaning and sweeping. And one day the Magi came to her door in search of Jesus. However, she turned them away because she was too busy cleaning. And feeling guilty, she eventually decides to set out and find Jesus on her own. Own by following the star in the sky which she believes points the way she brings along a bag filled with baked goods and gifts for Jesus and a broom to help the new mother clean <laughs> unfortunately despite her best efforts she never finds him according to this interpretation she is still searching after all these centuries for the newborn Messiah on the eve of the epiphany Bifana comes to every house where there is a child and leaves a gift although she has been unsuccessful in her search she still leaves gifts for children everywhere because La Bafana believed that the Christ child can be found in all children
1: La Bafana is celebrated throughout most of Italy and has become a national icon goes without saying uh, the thinking is that Ur- Urbania is her most likely her official home every year there is a huge festival held to celebrate I want to go uh, yes I know we're trying to get there for our 10 year anniversary next year um, Maybe La Bafana will be flying around early.
0: I want to meet La Bafana. So. <laughs> she sounds great. She
1: sounds cool. She cleans very tidy. I'd stay there. Stay at her pad. Yeah. Uh, well, every year there is a huge festival to celebrate, the holiday, where as many as 50,000 people will attend. Hundreds of uh, Bafanas are present, uh, swinging from the main tower, all equipped with their magical brooms. They juggle, dance, and greet all the children in passing with treats and all that stuff. So they, a bunch of them all dress up. It's kind of like crampish, not only way less scary and much more positive. <laughs> Everyone
0: likes children. <laughs> o- nice. Only
1: like, yeah, she is like depicted as kind of like a good witch. So, in recent years, uh, most Italian children can expect a lump of coal in their stockings, which is actually rock candy made with, like, black food coloring. As La La Bifana points out that every child has at least a little occasional naughty during the year, so...
0: Well, that's fair. Yeah,
1: it's kind of a fun thing now where that every, every kid, in addition to, like, the gifts and sweets and treats and... All that uh, also gets. I like their, that it's
0: a candy. It's yeah, like, I like I that. Know they, you've been everyone naughty. gets a cold.
1: Don't act like you've been good all year. I um, see you. Yeah, exactly. I love it. Uh, La Befana can, of course, be celebrated in other parts of the world. Often in Italian communities, uh, for example, in Toronto, a Befana choir shows up on the winter, solati- winter solstice each December to sing in the Kensington Market Festival of Lights parade. Uh, women, men, and children dressed in La Bafana costumes, equipped with long witch noses and broom, uh, and broom, sing songs to uh, serenade the sun to beckon its return. Oh, that's interesting and that they've kind of woven it into the to that festival. Uh, the witches gather in the street to give candy to children who are passing by and celebrating in the festival. Um, to sing off key and cackle to the accordion music to delight. Uh, Parade participants So they kind of You know Stick it up a little bit As in the Bafana character Which I love Uh, They dance and sweep At people with their brooms All while encouraging All to sing And dance along with them
0: I want to be La Bafana For Halloween I think we should both Be (laughs) Bafanas
1: I think that's a good idea Uh, There are of course Poems and songs Of all descriptions About La Bafana That are uh, celebrated uh, During the season which are known in slightly different versions throughout Italy. Uh, One such song translates as follows. I won't try to sing this. Uh, Here comes, here comes the Bafana. She comes from the mountains in the deep of the night. Look how tired she is. (laughs) I think she's (laughs) tired from like all the sweeping and cleaning. Uh, All wrapped up in the snow and frost and the north wind. Here comes, here comes the Bafana.
0: Well, friends, this holiday season, if you see someone flying in the night sky or hear someone sliding down your chimney, it might not be a bearded man and his reindeer, but it just might be a jolly old gal on her broomstick bringing gifts and sweets to all the good (laughs) boys and girls. So next to that milk and cookies, better be safe and set out a glass of Chianti and a little plate of pasta.
1: That sounds way better.
0: Uh, uh, all the things together sound awesome to actually me. Actually,
1: all the things do. do the uh, Lofana <laughs> and uh, Santa could have a little party together.
0: Oh, I'd like to. They'd probably have a good time. A fun little tag on the Lofana legend in Norway around Christmas time. Superstition states that families should hide all brooms, mops, swiffers, as it is a well-known fact that witches are out and about flying during the season. As Norwegian folklore states, witches descend on houses on Christmas Eve to frighten adults, and especially children. To detour the witches, families hide their brooms or mops and all-handled cleaning devices during the festive period, which is very fun.
1: That is fun.
0: (laughs) Nice thing about Lava Fauna is that she's considered a good witch, and she brings her own broom.
1: Yeah, it sounds like the, the Norwegian ones depicted a lot scarier, like the kind of yes. the traditional evilish witches every, are flying around
0: yeah every legend we've talked about from yeah. the Norwegian folklore is god
1: it's terrifying pretty
0: dark yeah. actually Lava fun is one of the, the lighter entities that we have discussed because usually yeah she sounds like a party yeah,
1: she she's like nice, a good nice time lady. yeah absolutely Well, my love, we survived another episode with ease. After all, La is a good witch. Although, maybe we do hide our brooms and mops just in case, after hearing that Norwegian tradition, never can be too careful, you know.
0: I don't know, you have a bit of a mischievous streak. So maybe we better wait and see if you wake right. up on January 6th with a stocking full of coal and garlic <laughs> all stuffed in your sock. Also, good thing we don't have a chimney <laughs> for right. any bad witches to fly down. We have a radiator, though, oh, that yeah. is keeping Newfound Studios the temperature of a hot sauna. God. So anyone who would sneak in here would um, probably immediately they leave.
1: it certainly be deterred for sure.
0: But all that aside, survive we did. And as we always say, please confirm with any location, chimney, broom cupboard, steamy apartment, (laughs) uh, (laughs) uh, anywhere you choose to visit, tour, investigate, or belly up at any of the places we discuss, we are not responsible for any outcomes, lack of evidence, injuries, coal, garlic allergies, carpal (laughs)
1: carpal tunnel from sweeping too much, (laughs) broom splinters,
0: (laughs) (laughs) lack of gifts, hurt feelings.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Garlic in your socks, garlic allergies, you know. All things of that nature. When listening to our show or just in general, uh, and we say this all joking aside, especially at this time of year, uh, please drink responsibly, y'all. Never drink and drive ever, ever. If you have, if you do struggle with alcohol dependency, please seek help immediately. And of course, only drink if you are of legal age. Luke. We see you when you're sleeping.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So if you'd like to reach out to us with a spooky story, cocktail recipe, or just to say hi, shoot us an email at cheers at legendsandspiritspodcast.com. Also, if you make one of our cocktails, send us a picture. We will post it on our social media pages. Legends and Spirits is a production of Newfound Studios All Rights Reserved. Our spooky and spectacular music is by my dad, Burton Bumgarner, and his best friend, Kenny Peters, whose email is also in our show notes.
1: Our awesome artwork is by our good friends at dot They got some awesome, spooky, festive ornaments and decorations on their Instagram website and all that. Uh, which we'll throw in our show notes, but you should check it out. It's really fun.
0: And of course, a huge thank you to all of our Patreon subscribers, all the tips in our virtual tip jar and to everyone for listening, downloading and supporting us on social media. Keep it up. It means the world to us.
1: It absolutely does. Uh, Also stay tuned for more holiday spirits and check out all of our recipes and uh, Sarah's amazing videos. Her uh, TikTok skills are like she's crushing it now, like the TikTok queen.
0: <laughs> um I will say, I put up the wassail video oh, right before we recorded. Th- the best
1: one we've done. Best and, one uh, you've done, I should say.
0: Also, that wassail, oh, so good. That was a
1: great recipe. Yeah, we have like proper wassail in the house I didn't, right now.
0: You hear wassail and you're like, I don't know, I don't about, know about that. that. Know about,
1: I, delicious. It makes
0: our house smell fantastic.
1: It does. It's, a, it's like a winter wonderland it in is. here. <laughs> well, babe, it is our time-honored tradition that you give us a festive sign-off toast.
0: All right. Glasses up.
1: Glasses are up.
0: May any home intruders sweep your kitchen, leave gifts for your children, and uh, sing you a carol on the way out.
1: Yeah, with a glass of wine that you leave them in their hand. Oh Yeah. <laughs> Cheers to that. Salute.
0: Salute.
1: And with that, we'll see you next on the next holiday spirits.
0: Bye. Bye.
1: Today's episode is brought to you by Panatoni. Yeah, it tastes weird, but it's a tradition. And your
0: mother always sends it. <laughs> okay.